can't believe that you haven't seen it Love it so much you really gotta stream it Let me tell you every line right now I can quote the whole thing since I was 12 Maybe your mom told you no She said she wouldn't give you any money to go And that's why Movies we missed Hey, 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 hey! And welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I am your host, Brandon Greenhouse, alongside my faithful co-host, Jane Della Hammer. And before we get into the episode, I do want to point out that you can find us on the social medias, uh, not Twitter, because we're done with that. But you can mm. find us on Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook at Movies We Missed. And uh, that's what the dealio is. What's the dealio with you, Janie? How are you doing? Happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays to you and yours. Um, I We're deep in the holiday season now when people are listening to this, but we just finished Thanksgiving on our side of on our side of the of time i guess you could call it we absolutely did we're about a couple weeks out given the way that <laughs> everything's going with um the government and all the bullshit that's mm. happening i will go ahead and preemptively say oh my god i can't believe that that shooting happened yesterday in that public place because oh my, something I, tells me we're probably gonna need a moment of silence for that for sure yeah uh, like i want to be wrong but mm-hmm. we are continuing to not give a fuck um about gun regulation um but yeah and and a, a bunch of other things there's a volcano erupting right now hawaii manoloa right it's first time since 1984 my birth year that's right <laughs> so. your birth year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there's a lot going on do you think you did something um... that made this happen <laughs> i mean i guess i have an explosive personality that some may say they can or cannot handle but i know that everyone's safe from what i hear yeah that's it's... from oh on the ground there You're yeah, yeah from at least from what i've read in the news so cool 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 um did you do anything with your hair or anything because that could <laughs> i know that shakes up the world sometimes no i'm still waiting for my um holiday hair appointment which you know i don't want to talk about i've had to reschedule um which was Uh-oh. an upsetting thing for me but Why actually i did schedule uh, because I had to go home to Boston unexpectedly. Oh. And because my hair person is so wonderful, she's also so fucking booked. And I had to oh. book for another month out. So, Damn. yeah. But there was actually something that came up at Thanksgiving dinner that I wanted to bring up to you. <gasps> okay, cool. So, okay, I was having a conversation with somebody and they were relaying, it was, he was relaying a story that one of, that he experienced and he had he's a gay man he went up to another one of his friends who is a heterosexual man and he said oh my god i have this really great story to tell you and his friend goes let me stop you here are you gonna tell this story like a woman or are you gonna tell the story like a man first of all like what? (laughs) what a fucking wild thing to say to begin with i would be like absolutely i'm not telling you my story now and you can leave but you know what (laughs) yeah it was so wild and he was like what the fuck do you mean and his friend elaborated and he was like are you going to tell me what happened or are you going to tell me how you started your day and then eventually get to the story so i guess the like the the intention of saying that telling a story like a woman means that you give too much detail and telling the story like a man means you don't 
you only give necessary detail, which I, gender aside, I guess these two types of storytelling don't belong to any particular gender because I know plenty of people who tell stories in... Long-winded ass, long-winded <laughs> ass men who tell the long... My grandfather was one of the most detailed and involved storytellers I've ever met. A lot of, right. a lot of Southern, Southern, like black preachers for sure. I can speak to that. Mm. I don't know about others, but I know they can tell fucking stories that take all day. So that's interesting <laughs> that this person was trying to like gender storytelling. So wild to me. So wild to me, especially because I'm married to a woman who, by the way, will tell a story and give me two details when I need 700 details. Very. So I, I sit there asking her, she'll be like, oh my God, so this happened. And then I'll be like, what did you say? What does this person say? How, what's the context around this? What's the context around that? Please give me more information. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I didn't think to ask that. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. And as you all know, I mean, you listen to the podcast. We are very detailed storytellers ourselves. Sometimes we go off on insane tangents or whatever. But obviously we are different genders and we tell stories like that. So it was just like such a fucking like wildly sexist thing that I was very surprised to hear. It also feels like something that you say in order to like, to like, I, I don't know, stoke flames, stoke the fire. Because it's like, totally. like what kind of reaction do you expect? Because we're also like, we're, what does it matter? What does it matter if I'm going to tell the story with more details or not? Also, the details in and of themselves are like subjective. So it's like what you feel like is too much detail for another person is going to contextualize it in a very particular kind of way and help them understand things. Granted, I want to know always what people are wearing. And 100%. And I'm because that 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 tells me something. You know, I want to know you what to... the weather is if you're outside. Yeah. Yes, I want to. I want to know all the details. I want to know the context around your sister's cousin's brother's job history. I want to know, you know, what he brings to the table at Thanksgiving. I want to know all that information because it helps me figure out who I'm dealing with, particularly if I don't know the people in the story. What and... what brand of jeans are they wearing? When was the last time they cried? And you know? when was the last time they cried? Very, very significant. Because yeah. if they can't pinpoint it, I know I'm dealing with someone who's not in touch with their emotions. A monster. An absolute fucking monster. Do you remember the last time you cried, Brandon? Uh, it may have been, I think it was when we watched, uh, oh no, it was, yeah, kind of, it was like half and half. It was, I got a little teary-eyed yesterday, um, but um, I was, yeah, it was just, it, it was fine. It wasn't anything like big but you just never um, let something out i feel you no i was watching i was i was watching uh cynthia revo like performing and she's oh! so horrible and it got oh! me a little and it got me yes. a little misty eyed and yes. and then um before that it was best man holiday that was the last time i cried cried oh like, my I god cried i so cried, hard cried, that cried, I, cried, cried that i had like a migraine after it was over that was that was like the real real that cry that one was a moment. I almost cried. I Well, I like, I almost cried out of frustration last night when I was trying to fall asleep. Aww. Let me tell, yeah, it was, I was so frustrated. So the ceiling fan in mm-hmm. our, I'm, I'm a troubled sleeper anyways. Like anytime there's like a little discomfort or like a little noise or whatever, yeah, yeah. like I just like, I can't, no matter what I do, I can't like, get back into my sleep so the ceiling fan in our room which by the way we have to have going even in the middle of winter it's a system i need it i need constant breeze um 
it was making this like rattling noise that like was so loud and Tara mm. can sleep through anything. She could sleep through the fucking apocalypse and wake up so well rested. And I, I it, sometimes it makes me very angry at her. I'm happy that she has that. But when I'm sitting there like not able to sleep and she's sleeping so soundly, I get like a little mad at her. It's misdirected anger. I something probably got to deal with a therapist or something. But anyways, I tried to put on my headphones, listen to white noise, like, because I needed that fan going, like, and I Mm -hmm. wanted to, like, you know, get that out. Didn't work, didn't work. And then I get up and I turn off the fan. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have to sleep without that tonight. And as soon as I did that, Tara woke up and she goes, what's going on? And I was like, I can't fucking handle it. The sound the fan is making is, like, ruining my fucking life. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I can't go to sleep. I'm so upset. She gets up, she like messes with it for one second and fixes it and turns the fan back on and it's fine. And I go to sleep immediately. It was the most frustrating fucking thing. I was like, I don't know how to fix that. I didn't know you could fix it. I've never heard this before. I don't know what this is. It was a very frustrating scenario. So yeah, I I, I squeezed out a few tears. Okay. Well, I'm happy that you worked through it, and I'm sorry that you had to. I'm sorry you had to deal with it, but I'm happy that you worked through it. It sucks Thank when you go to sleep and not being able to. So I, my heart goes out to you. Um, how was your um, Thanksgiving? Good. It was great. We had a great time. Lots of we stayed in town. We had lots of food, lots of um, friends, lots of good wine, lots of mm. chilling, lots of pie, lots of conversation, all that kind of Love stuff. It. What about you? How was how was yours? It was good. My mom came in town. We mm. uh, we had a really good time. It was just me and her. Um, so it's we great. watched an endless parade of uh, horrible. Um, I, it's funny because now when I say Hallmark movies, I don't mean actually on Hallmark. I just mean movies that are that vibe. So Absolutely. a lot of like Hallmark movies across different streaming services. Mm-hmm. Some of them worse than others. Some I was like surprised that the actors agreed to do. Um, I Can also you tell found... us one? Um, there was one with, this was actually funny. There was one that like Thanksgiving night, I was going to put it on. It was called Mm -hmm. like a Christmas for Mary or something. And it was like Jack Hay and Vivica Fox were like the two faces on like the cover. (laughs) And I was like, Ooh, a Christmas for, I was like, Ooh, a Christmas for Mary. And my mom was like, Oh no. And I was like, why not? And she was like, I can't handle both of them at the same time right now. mom so fucking much and i was like oh so you could handle like jack k in a movie or vivica in a movie but you can't handle yeah she's like the two of them together is gonna be too much i already know it too much star power is that what you mean sure so we um (laughs) so we so we had to shelve that one um but we had a lot of like good ones my mother also like like half pays attention but half does everything else so like the movie being on isn't like Typically with Damon and I, if a movie's on that takes priority, there may be a little bit of chatter, but it's like within reason. With right. my mom, <laughs> I think because my mom is my mom lives by herself, and I think my mom has like the TV on, and she does like a lot of different things, so it doesn't totally. mean the same thing to her. So I right. think that for her, it's like yeah, that's an option, but mm-hmm. it's not the only option. And like <laughs> if we want to launch into a full conversation, we can do that too. And so. That happened. She she. It's always funny when somebody's in your home and they're like. They're like, 
engaging with like you and the way that you live in like yeah very particular ways it's like totally not really like on offer to the public so it's like funny she had like she was really shocked that dave and i routinely watch murder she wrote um <laughs> i mean that's not that's like <laughs> i would say that's not like um a shocker that she was shocked it's surprising that two you know men in their 30s sit to actually as i'm saying this it's not surprising at all i don't know what i'm talking about look it is now just like it's 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 the default what we're watching when right. we like sit down to watch television like if you don't say anything then murder she wrote's going on if you That's want something so different funny. you have to like announce it you have to say it we're, i'm doing that with will and grace right now because i was oh, yeah hey I was... well megan mullally was on the episode of murder she wrote we watched last night so was she really yeah 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 wow megan gets around man she west, works west west virginia baby um, it was set in West is... Virginia. And she oh, was, I was like, uh... is she from West Virginia? No, it was set in West Virginia, okay. and she was uh, a lawyer who had who had who had grown up in Cabby Cove. So Jessica was like her grade school teacher, and she ends up calling mm -hmm. her because she goes back to her small town and she wants to solve the mystery of who who murdered her father. And, oh wow! Uh, she uh, she Jessica's does on the case to get the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we um. Yeah, we watched that. And so my mom was like, oh, wow, like this is going on. I was like, yeah, you betcha. Um, anything else that isn't Murder, She Wrote is a conversation. It's like, hey, do you want to watch this thing? And it's like, ugh. Totally. Or Murder, She Wrote. It's like, okay. Okay, just, just put that on. Yeah. So that's very much what's going on in my home. But um, yeah, we're doing good. We had a good uh, Thanksgiving. Lots of leftovers. We actually ended mm. up, this is, I know, awful. And people are going to be horrified. We ended up throwing away some desserts today um partly because dave brought up the fact that he was like well a lot of the stuff has like eggs in it and he was like it's been chilling for about a week like just chilling like maybe it's time and the other part was like we need to get this out of the house and also christmas is going to be here in like a week so it's like <sighs> but we did get rid of some I mean, stuff you I did what a... you did you did what you did and you have to defend that choice here's I'm... the deal yeah here's it was hard Here's the deal. I understand. I'm also like you just get sick of things. Like I on Monday, I was eating Thanksgiving left leftovers for lunch and I was just like I I can't believe I have to live like this. I cannot believe it. I'm so sick of this goddamn meal. <laughs> we, like, we did. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. I was just going to say and like I finally got to like you know, I finished my plate and I was just like, I can't do this again. I cannot do this again. And even though there's more, I'm not eating. I was going to say, again. did you have more leftovers still? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we ended up throwing them away. I honestly, it was mainly, we got through most of the food food. It was mainly, my mom also like took some back with her. My mom just froze a bunch of stuff and she had a cooler she brought with her. So she's good. But we, Oh my God, that's so smart. Yeah, she brought, well, she brought things with her as well in the cooler, like freeze dried yeah. and stuff. So like... She just followed suit and went her way back. And she mm -hmm. took some of the leftovers, which is good because we would have had a lot. But, yeah, we ate. I mean, we smashed the leftover. Honestly, like, I think Sunday, most of it. I took. I actually took a piece of... There's this pie that Dave makes. It's called Kakaliki Pie. And it's mm. so good. The name's filthy. But it's basically a pot pie <laughs> with, like, with, like, pulled chicken and dates. Yeah. And by dates, I mean prunes. And other vegetables mm -hmm. and, like, a white gravy. And it's, like, this buttery crust. Like, two, two, two crusts. One on the bottom, one on the top. It's so good, and we now make it every year. It Dave sounds it amazing, year, and I'm years. wondering. Oh, I'm wondering why they call it name it after a leaky cock. I, so many things are named after leaky cocks, so, though, <laughs> you know. And so it's like, have you been mm -hmm. to Trump Towers? 
<laughs> um, so, oh yeah, that's right. I get a little political. Yeah, um, he, he goes there, ladies and gentlemen. I go where other people are afraid to. And speaking of going where other people are afraid to, uh, we got a movie for this week. Um, we do. Another Christmas movie, although it's not a merry one. I'll tell you that. Oh, no, no, ho. It's not. Um, and so... I am. Uh, I wrote a little something about it that I'd like to share with you, if that's okay. I would love. We didn't even say the movie. This is Kim Basinger's while while she was out. Baby, while she was out. Well, um, she was out, and she had a and... rough time. I would love to hear what you have prepared for us, if okay. you want to take the floor. I will take the floor. Floor took mm. it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Academy Award winner Kim Basinger is back. And we are not in L.A., so there's no need to keep it confidential. This time, she's tapping into the remnants of her undoubtedly fraught marriage to Steven's big bro as she takes on the character of Della, a put-upon housewife with a monster of a husband. Think the Hulk meets Brad Renfro? A river doesn't run through this one, though it appears alcohol and anabolic steroids might. Anyway, after a spat with hubby Kenneth about once again coming home to a dirty house, Della takes a Christmas Eve trip to the mall for wrapping paper, like you do. That's not before leaving some tepid milk and cookies precariously placed on the staircase for Santa, though. Tripping hazards don't make themselves, people. She should call this mall parking lot Kenneth, because it's just as disappointing as her husband. Not a spot to be found. Well, Della spots one, but it's being used by a car that's taking up two spaces. A peeved Della has had enough of taking the world's guff, and decides to stand up for herself by leaving a spicy note for the selfish driver on the car's windshield before walking into the mall. Once she's inside, it's one indignity after another. A presumptuous salesperson? A Starbucks worker who misspells her name? She even runs into some former college friend whose life seems to be going far better than Della's. Last but not least, her card is declined at the Hallmark store. Could this night get any worse? When she returns to the parking lot, she soon finds out the answer is a resounding yes. Turns out her windshield note was not well received by the car's owner, Chucky, and his brood of ne'er-do-well local hoods. They confront Della and threaten her at gunpoint. Who knew stationery could be so incendiary? Violence ensues in the parking lot as these youths mow down an intervening security guard and then give chase to a fleeing Della. They are hot on her heels as she pulls into a nearby vacant housing development, hoping to throw the heathens off her tracks. Guess Rudolph's nose isn't the only thing running red tonight. The streets are paved with blood. The holidays can be a real killer. Has Della wrapped her last present? Or will these ruffians find themselves at the top of her naughty list? All Della wanted was some wrapping paper for Christmas gifts. Guess she can add grit and gumption to the list of gifts that she's picked up from Kris Kringle, while she was out. That was iconic, beautiful, really told the whole fucking story. Thank you. Gave us so much meat about our 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 heroine, Kim. Yeah, absolutely. Um and the, the film's on Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, so we should we should reveal we have seen this movie before, both of us. However, it has been literal ages. I didn't remember a single thing about this movie. Me but one of the fond memories I have is laughing hysterically about this movie with you. And so I was so I, I didn't even remember that it took place on Christmas Eve. So I was like so, so excited that you remembered it and put it into our rotation. 
I also, I remembered, well, one of the things I remembered about this, first of all, this movie was released on September 18, 2008. It had a budget of six mil uh, and it made a respectable 498,000 at the box office. So, um... <laughs> It did what it do. Also, it's like, why are you not putting this out? Why why put this out in September? This is yeah. a very strange time for this movie. I would have gone for October, maybe? Yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. It or is, um... Christmas, or done a Christmas thriller. I mean, if you think about Die Hard, that's like a Christmas thriller, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is like really like, it is really interesting the ways in which like this all like, came out i also was looking into the director um who's a scottish filmmaker susan monford and also on her wikipedia page it says she has produced written and directed movies that range from cult hits to blockbusters which just feels like a really weird like phrasing to me um what like, yeah i'd love to hear about the blockbusters she's been a yeah part prove of. it um i think i think, <laughs> I think she's like been she's been around a lot of stuff that like i feel like has had stars in it but i don't think a lot of it came to fruition in the way that it was probably hoped that it would um she's married to don murphy who's an american producer produced um natural born killers and the transformer films i think he was mm. also a producer on this one um also exact this movie was ex was it one of the executive producers of this movie is none other than academy award-winning director guillermo del toro um, yeah tara and i saw that and we were like what what okay and then we did get like because the death scenes are so like gruesome we were like that feels guillermo del toro -y. like he stepped in and was like yeah he okay. was like let's make this awful <laughs> to look yeah, at in I every way i see monfort did a movie from 2007 that i've never seen or heard of called shoot him up apparently um which is hmm. noted on wikipedia as being her first major hit so kudos um i don't have the numbers it looks like me, she but... was she was a producer this is this it, it looks like this is the only according to imdb while she does the only movie she actually directed but she oh, also this... she's also okay. the writer of while she was out so she nice wrote so and she's responsible this. for all of it okay um, yeah. <laughs> cool, I guess, you know, heavy as the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the the funniest thing to me because the script is fucking hilarious. Yeah, the script is like the the wildest part of this movie. Also, <laughs> so uh, so we mentioned earlier about the husband who is very much giving like uh, really tired uh, Brad Renfro, um, as I mentioned in my synopsis, <laughs> Craig Sheffer's the name. What I did remember about this movie is, if I remember correctly, he talked, you're not going to remember this. I think we, okay, this is how old we are. So the, <laughs> so Jane and I watched this movie. I All of this stuff came back to me as I was watching it this time. Jane and I watched this movie. We rented this DVD from the Redbox at the grocery store. <laughs> and we watched it. And it had like added features and once we were like we love this film we were like we have to watch the features <laughs> i and remember I rem watching the features absolutely but i don't remember what they said i remember what the husband talking about like his process and like preparing for the role and what i remember process? like i remember if i remember correctly, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie the husband's really only in the very beginning of the film by the way like the first five minutes some would say it's like an unnecessary like addition to the plot really well um, and then like he's at the end for the, yeah you he know. pops up for a second yeah. at the very end but like at the beginning of the movie he comes in and it does feel very like like loosey goosey as far as like script it feels like we're just doing a lot of like improvisation work maybe or maybe this was sort of cultivated from some improvisation mm. but he comes in the house he's instantly on he's instantly on one because like the house isn't clean there's toys everywhere strewn about 
um here's a okay i'm have first of all i'm gonna share a hot take okay. um i kind of get why he's upset wait wait because wait. i am like before we go any further because we will this is absolutely we want to give you guys a trigger warning to uh, the too late trigger warning this is about domestic abuse and domestic violence he's a fucking horrible husband he hits threatens and terrorizes della makes her feel terrible horrible person totally undeserved and that is not something we co-sign in any way of course but i do have the note in my notes as well i mean i wouldn't love coming home to a messy house like this either <laughs> here's, okay so here's the thing so his actions are unjustifiable okay his actions are his actions are absolutely unjustifiable that's like without a doubt um it's but like it's like it is like a moment here's a here's the reveal that happens that troubles things it's like she, he walks in the house he's already pissed because he's a monster but he comes in the house there's stuff everywhere all over the floor like it's not toys. like it's like it's not like it's casually messy like the house is like really the messy. House is like, <laughs> once again once again we don't condone this monster once again no behavior. fucking way horrible 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 but <laughs> But the house. Well, let's is give like, it. Let's let's give it a however, which I think however, is fancier. However, the house is it's it is quite messy, and like Kim Basinger is just sort of like standing there, and like I'm once again not condoning, but it is like two things. First, it's like whoa, there, there's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff on the floor. Second, when I when these kids are revealed to be like eight, it's like you're <coughs> damn big. Like, those kids are those kids are not eight. Those kids are like eleven. Those kids, they're they're big ass kids. You because when you see all the toys, you think like, oh, maybe they're like three or four, and it's like y'all are big enough to pick up these toys. Y'all are literally just sitting. Y'all are just standing in the corner watching all mm-hmm. this play out, which also isn't good for you to be witnessing this. But also, Mm-mm. like, let's get you, let's get you involved. Let's get some Rubbermaid, big Rubbermaid bins out and find homes for this <laughs> stuff because it's like it is like he walks in the front door and it's like the foyer is like covered in toys it's, it's, just, it's, a it's mess. everywhere and i do think it's not just her responsibility they need to work as a family Look, and course. figure out how to tackle the problem because nobody wants to come home to a house like that super messy house and again again we are not condoning his actions but man, I would be really bummed to walk into my home and find that. Stuff and I'd out. be wondering, like, were the kids like at school? Like, what <laughs> happened during that time? Like, and so there is this one thing where before she leaves to go get the wrapping paper, and she's like, <laughs> she's like giving the kids a hug. She's like, "Promise me one thing, you guys better brush your teeth." And I thought to myself, "How about promise me one thing, y'all clean your toys up downstairs?" Yeah, there's like, toys everywhere, and your father, he's, he's a, not for him, for you. This for is you. about him. This he's is about a him. lost fucking cause. But I mean, for you, like just. <laughs> Let's just teach like these basic skills because it's Absolutely. like there's stuff ever. Also, when her husband comes in, the lo- like the when he's like, "What?" The-? He's like, "What the hell's going on? This house is a mess." And Kim's response is, "We do the best we can." <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> it's a such a wild like. I had that 
like I think it goes this is not the situation again want to clarify we do not in any way think this is okay but I think the script feels so disconnected and people's dialogue does not feel like it's in response to each other. So like for someone saying, when your husband comes home and he's upset about the mess, <clears throat> it, there's something that feels wild about her saying, we do the best we can. Because it's not moment. an answer. Because it's, it's like, it's also just, I feel like not how that conversation would gen generally go. <clears throat> but again, I don't want a victim blame. She's obviously in an abusive marriage. You have no idea how <clears throat> he's going to respond to what you say. So maybe that throws a wrench in the plan. I also love we do the best we can because it can be your response for anything. Like, Absolutely. If you like, like, it's like if you turn in a term paper and it's like written in wingdings and your professor's <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? And you're just like, it was a 20 page term paper that was due. And this is one page of wingdings and like a dick pic attached to the back. Like why? And you're just like, we, we, we do the best we can. It's like, okay, go off. Like, I mean, it's, it's such a, there's nowhere to go with the conversation from there. So I did appreciate it, but it was just, it was so funny. Cause it also felt super like we're improving and this just like generated itself. Um, 100%. But there's the moment in the scene. I, I remember correctly in the DVD, there's a mm -hmm. moment in the in the commentary where this there's a moment in the in the commentary where the actor who's playing the husband says like he's talking about his process and how like intense it gets and then he says like he's talking about that moment and it's a moment where he sort of like takes her by her arms and he sort of pushes her against the wall and then he punches the wall and like literally like there's a hole in the drywall Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, I may be wrong, but I feel like this is a real memory. I feel like Kim said in the commentary, like, that wasn't in the script. And she was like, it was just like, he he just did it. And it was like, it took the scene to the next level. And, Whoa. For, I would I feel like, threatened if that happened to me and it wasn't in the script. Like, as an actor. Apparently, executive producer Kim Basinger, she put that executive <laughs> producer hat on and she was like, this is the grit we need. Oh this is that God. true this is that true grit we've got the producer of natural born killers working on this we're giving them <laughs> we're giving them all of it we're get, i would not be surprised if oscar was in the conversation after this gets released i'm sure she was like saying. the grouch <laughs> not her husband i'm talking about the academy <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there were murmurs and they were going through the list of every movie that was released that year that they were required to go through there was probably like this happened too um i mean it did star kim basinger who is famously is an like, oscar winner yeah. i believe 1998 academy award winner for la confidential I so i still remember that dress i think it was like a mint Iconic. green dress yeah Iconic. and like the veronica lake the the flowing yes. it was a it was a moment and it will always go down as a moment and kim is always that girl we love kim basinger here kim basinger is always the girl who like i've always like had a really soft place in my heart just because i've always like growing up i always thought kim basinger was such a just like really like like an embodiment of like movie star you know what i mean absolutely so she so iconic she's a really good actor i mean she just does like i i i i remember just be she's a person where i feel like you just want to continue to look at her always just you're fascinated by what she's gonna do next that's right and as dave points out she is the vicky vale and also she i she famously 
um i believe in like 1990 she was she was at the academy awards presenting and she took a moment to acknowledge the fact that spike please do the right thing had been snubbed for like i believe like best director as well as best picture and she called out the academy while on the stage and so good for her that's kim's great kim's a real one and we love we, we love mm -hmm. to see it so absolutely shout out girl and you got your coins for this i'm sure so good for you you did and this was you know quite frankly a rare miss and we all have them in our careers i'm sure you know i'm willing to say that not every episode of this podcast is award-winning you know just but kidding. some of them are absolutely not willing to say Check that every our episode credentials. of this podcast every episode of this podcast is award-winning or should be <laughs> it should be so, it should be yeah yeah mm -hmm. Love how we backtrack so quick. Um, but we like, so she's out the door to get wrapping paper, which honestly, for me, given the state of this house and just like in general what's going on, I'd say, you know what, whatever isn't wrapped, grab some, if you can't find or rustle up some like paper bags to use. Or, or some newspaper. Uh, just like... pulling out like my mom would. When I was a kid, yeah. sometimes my mom would just be like, oh, damn, I forgot. And then she pulls out a Absolutely. Gun. Who gives a shit? absolutely who cares you're excited i mean i know it's fun to unwrap but like you gotta you gotta do and the fact that like also like the house is like absolute disaster there seems to be no sort of christmas eve activities clearly no, no, no. like it just doesn't feel like the next day is christmas the house is a mess i didn't see any like you know there's not a decoration <clears throat> to be found no no excitement from the children although they did you know just witness a harrowing scene of their parents you know in it's a just wednesday for them, yeah <laughs> but it's like i would and the kids are going to go to bed so i would venture to say it's about 8 or 9 p.m on christmas eve which is you know an insane time to leave your the house and go to the mall to but Della does it. paper on also as Dave pointed out, when she like, first of all, I want to talk about the fact that she, she like, there's like a staircase. She leaves the cookies and milk on the staircase, <laughs> which feels like a wild choice to me because mm -hmm. it's like, this is, this is active, like traffic area. Like yeah, the members of this household, what are you doing? Is there no way we can put this? You've got a drunk husband and two like, you know, messy ass kids like that's ending up on the floor. Let's not add more chaos. Yeah, and there were two glasses of milk. Who's the second <clears throat> glass of milk for? Oh, that's a really good point. I didn't I didn't catch that. Because as I far as know. I know, Santa Claus, Santa Claus has a solo. That's what my mom yep. told me when I that's was what, And when I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, it wasn't both Santa Clauses. I, it was I, a one. I also rem well, first of all that song. I just thought that when I was, I always thought that song was just about like a mom kissing Santa Claus, and I was 100%. a grown ass person when I realized that it was dad, the dad dressed up as Santa Claus that mom was kissing, which me is too. also weird to me because it's like, what's that about? Like you couldn't wait for him to get undressed. You saw him <laughs> and you were like, let's well, maybe, do it. Maybe it's mommy's thing, but I do agree. Does with you. I had, I had this conversation with my coworker earlier this week, actually. I saw mom and kissing Santa Claus is something that all children don't understand. It's like, is mommy cheating on daddy? Or is mommy like getting her rocks off once a year with like this, like, you know, this, this white haired stranger. I used to be like a little scared of Santa Claus when I was little. I was scared of Santa Claus because yeah. as I think I've talked about on this podcast, <clears throat> my mother told me that if you, if Santa Claus comes down the chimney and you approach him, like if you're, if you're up and you're not supposed to be up, yeah. that he will throw ash from the fire. He will throw it in your face. <laughs> and I was I forgot about that. And the way our house is set up, I remember 
one Christmas, like as a little boy, having to get up to go to the bathroom so bad. And I was so scared of <laughs> on the way to the bathroom because I just thought Santa meant chaos, really. Like I was like, <laughs> I just want to get in the bathroom and then back to my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to cross paths with Santa. I know he's going to have like a handful of ash in his fucking hands. Just ready to like, <laughs> like hot, me. like hot ash. No, like no, just like like you know, regular like ash that's just been sitting there. Forever. It's been cooled. Now yeah. let me ask you a question: Did you guys have a fireplace? Yes. And what did you guys have fires in it in Texas? Is it we had like ever there was like de- there was debris in there, and I always just okay. thought he was gonna grab a couple handfuls of it and show me who's boss. So I just <laughs> tried to stay out of his way and uh, never ran into him. So. You know, go off. But I do remember asking my mom once about, like, staying up to, like, cookies and milk. Oh, cookies and milk with Santa. And she was like, no. And I remember once <laughs> trying to steal one of the cookies from the plate. And my mom also was like, no. And she already told me the thing about the ash. So I was like, well, I don't want to fuck with this guy. Like, if he thinks he's getting a certain amount of cookies, I don't want that to be the thing that screws me over. So and now knowing full damn well that my mom probably poured some Baileys in that, in that fucking milk or something. And then grabbed Oh, cookies 100%. I'm my parents put out liquor for Santa. I think it was just my dad pouring himself a drink yeah. prematurely. Yeah, <laughs> so he like, could yeah, he could drink it. We would go to bed and then he would have the bourbon or whatever was in there and munch on some cookies. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's like exactly a, what I'm talking about. A bed a bedtime snack for Billy. Well, yeah. these kids, they are put to sleep their mom leaves the cookies on the mm-hmm. on the stairs and she heads to the store and as dave pointed out why is she this shocked she pulls in that parking lot and she's like what <laughs> it's like, girl get real it's, it's so it's so annoying how like out of fucking she's having an out-of-body experience she can't believe it's this pack she's like oh like she does all of this like this a uh, sound acting where she's just clutching her pearls and then the the most annoying fucking thing she does is she like pulls up next to a security oh. guard rolls down her window and she's like can you help me and he's like bitch how could i help you like this is a parking lot you go find a parking spot what could i do a, like a security guard just standing here to help you find a spot like also we're how- swamped like walking to the party it's like i don't know what you want i don't know how i can make this right for you like you're one of hundreds of cars and it's just like i'm just out here on christmas eve trying to get through it like yeah. figure it the fuck out like everybody else and it's just exactly like, <laughs> And so she ends up having to park further away from the main parking lot because of this. Um, and that's what, and then she's in the store. And as I mentioned earlier, it's just, it's not her day. There's a lot of things going on in the store that are sort of reminding us that, like, Della is a person who is, like, not really being respected, you know, by the world. We see her go to Starbucks and she orders... Uh, she orders a drink and then she says Della with two L's, which is like duh, because like how other how else, how would, else would you spell Della? But then the Starbucks person only gives her one L. It gives her that Dela and tells her to call her Dela. Call her Dela. Take it. <laughs> Um, also, uh, one of my notes from this is Kim Basinger's name just isn't Della. That's no, just not her there's name. One Della. Not name. First name Della, last name Reese, baby. The icon, the legend. And I don't know why they gave this little white woman this name, but they I know don't, this is it, a name for a, a buxom, silvery haired black woman, and we all know it. 
Absolutely. And it also is the is the single word that is said the most in this movie. <laughs> like Tara and I were oh, like, yeah. we would love, love to get like an AI to like count how many fucking times they say Della yeah. in this movie. There's it's a lot constant. Of... Everyone it... wants to say her name. Everybody's Everyone's obsessed. got her name in their mouth. They always do, and I'm sure Kim can relate. She's probably like, Yeah, I was that girl in the eighties and the nineties. The boys <laughs> and the girls were gagging. Um so it's very much that she meets a friend from college who's here who's like we- it's so weird it's like the weirdest encounter it's like this friend who she went to college with and her friend's like oh my god i haven't seen you in forever yeah you married that hunky football player and it's like you know his name you all went to college together what are you doing right and also like her friend's like yeah i'm doing really well and then she pulls a black nighty out of a bag and she's like this is for my husband tonight he just a-, a big promotion it's a black teddy to be. Fe- it's, yeah, it's-, it's a black. Sorry, it's a black teddy. She pulls out. She's like, my husband just got a big promotion. It's like, why are you telling me this? We haven't seen each other in twenty years. It's so inappropriate. I don't need to see what you need to do to keep this farce I, of a marriage up. To, you I know? also, I don't know him. So what's going on? Like, can you imagine like just walking, being out in the world, running into a friend from college that you haven't seen in 15, 20 years? And then them being like, hey, Jane, how are you doing? And then pulling a thong out of a bag and being like, I'm going to go home and fuck my husband. He's got a promotion. Okay, so I guess you're doing great. Merry Christmas Eve to you. I can't. I'm so I'm so thrilled you're getting pounded by your husband cool. tonight. That's like maybe like a that's like something for like a best friend, maybe like who co-facetimes you and you're like, oh, my God, I just got this. Like, you know, like that's not absolutely like a, 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 not even acquaintance. Like, you, you no. have in years. Put that it's, away. So fucking weird. Why does she need to know you're about to go boof your husband? Like, well, I think it's like it's. I think it's like a misguided moment. Um, the scriptwriter wanted to tell us like, oh, Dell is probably not like doesn't have a spicy sex life with her husband. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, absolutely, like, that's what it like was. It just wasn't artfully. <laughs> it just wasn't it was, like most of the script, it was not artfully, artfully crafted. Done. Yeah, it was one thousand percent that, and it couldn't hit you over the head with it any more than they fucking did. There's no need to dance around what we think. We saw what happened. This, this, uh, this wasn't done with a deft hand. Um, so once again, it's another indignity. And then Della, our girl, Wait, is up Wait, I'm, I'm not done with the friend because I have one more oh, thing okay. I want to yeah, yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's her... Get this bitch. <laughs> let's fucking get this bitch. No, this... <laughs> This is the weirdest sign-off in history. So she's like, okay, well, I got to go. I'm going to get my hair done. And I paused the damn movie. And I was like, excuse me? It is 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve at the fucking mall? And you have a hair appointment? How? Why isn't your hair done already? What what hairstylist would be like, yeah, 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 I'd love to see you at 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Let me get you on the books. Like, everyone Jane. knows, who gets their hair done knows that the season between November and December for hairstylists is literally the biggest season. Everyone wants to get their, done, get their hair done. They want to have fresh holiday photos with fresh holiday hair. Like you cannot get an appointment with a hairstylist at 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Like it is just the most wild thing. And it's like, it takes at least like an hour or two to get your hair done. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna be home at 11 p.m. having um, holiday dinner with your family? It's just so wild to me. Nobody thought about this, and it pissed me off. 
Look, Jane, this one has money. So I'm sure she just <laughs> called and she was like, hey, it's your girl with the coins. Connie with the <laughs> coins. I'm ready to roll through at nine o'clock and I'm going to be bringing nine hundo with me. And then oh they were like, God. okay, we can see you. You know, she probably like, you know, had, she I had would that, not. The skirt up. So they were I like, wouldn't... we'll let you come in. I wouldn't do that for $900. I'll tell you that. A midnight, little midnight appointment real quick? Mm-mm. No. My time is worth much more. Well, we find out that her for fictional appointment is very much happening. And then <laughs> Della heads over to the Hallmark store to get that wrapping paper, which was the reason she came here to begin with. And um, it's about 21 bucks, and that card is declined. <laughs> I was surprised about- at how much wrapping paper she came out to only 21 bucks. I was like... That's actually really cheap for that much wrapping paper. But also, I was surprised because I'm like... One thing that's unclear about this movie is, like, the financial situation of Della. Because it's, like... 100%. It's odd. Like, they have this house that's in a gated community. It seems like a nice sort of, like, two-story home. We've Mm -hmm. got her husband who's driving a a BMW, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And she's driving this, like, Explorer from, like, the Walker Texas Rangers set. It is, like, from (laughs) 1990... I think Dave said it looks like it's, like, 1993. Which is to tell us about the sort of disparity in the ways in which, like, the money is being spent. And like who's totally. within the house, which once again that clever storytelling. So I get that, but it's just like, well, first of all, it's like this is like a beat up car. Like this car, mm-hmm. it barely starts when she's pulling out of the driveway. So I guess they're also maybe trying to tell us that maybe there's financial troubles like looming, but it doesn't appear to be that way from the outset. Yeah, because like they have a big nice house. Also, and- Della's hair looks done. Dell's hair is done. Let me tell you, Della's hair. There's not a root in sight. She's got those highlights. Pop in just in time for the Christmas season. So the money goes where the money goes, I guess. But that card, <laughs> apparently, so she had to throw. She had a couple of extra things, I think, is what it was. So they, so she took a couple things off, and then she just got the wrapping paper. And, and we, and you know what? We actually forgot to mention the thing when Della is going into when Della is going into the the mall. She leaves a spicy note on the car of this right, car. Right, right. There's one spot that's available, and it says something to the effect of. Um, Something along it says, the lines. like, how su- two spots, how selfish can you be, jerk, or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah, it says, hi, jerk, two spots, how selfish can you be? So, like, not yeah. spicy at all. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then she comes back out to the parking lot, she passes this car again, and the note's gone. And she's headed to her car, which is parked, which is out in the middle of nowhere, apparently. So she she gets to her car, and there, and she pull, she gets in her car, and then another vehicle pulls up behind her. So she's blocked in. And when she gets Let- out... Yes. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Let me let me pull the tiny thread that is this whole goddamn fucking movie. Okay. So she's in her car. She hears loud music from behind her. It is the car and that she left the note on. And he's pretty close behind her. But what you when you look to Della's left the fucking entire parking lot is empty. All she had to do was a hard turn to the left, drive through those other spots and leave. She did not need to get out of her car and talk to these ne'er-do-well youth and tell them to move. She literally could have just pulled off in a different way and the whole movie would have been different. Well, you know, it's 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 nice to to think about that. You know, it's, we all we always we always love a Thursday morning quarterback. Am I right, listeners? <laughs> um, you know, look, she... I'm not trying to victim blame, but I'm just saying, like, if as as a woman in the dark, alone in a parking lot, I have that was the name of your biography, wasn't it? 
Absolutely. My hackles are always up. And if some youth pulls up behind me and might antagonize me, I'm not getting out of the car unless it is an absolute goddamn necessity. I also would have, given that she's got a big old honking SUV, I would have drove, driven over the... I thought about her just like, yeah, reversing the fuck out of, the, out of that car and leaving him in the dust. Um, but, but driving she, over the like concrete thing oh, in front yeah, of her, what she easily she clears she when she does eventually <laughs> end up leaving. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she makes a decision to get out and confront them, and it's our chance to sort of meet this gang led by um, <laughs> child actor Lucas Haas, who is now all grown up, and his his gang of uh, his gang of multi his multicultural gang of of hoods. <laughs> Which and, he uh, they walked off a what is it called? What did Never mind. I can't. I can't remember it. So it's not a good joke. Um. So he meets his gang. Cut and, that. Um. He meets his gang and stop trying to produce. <laughs> he meets his gang and she meets the gang and they're going back to back. They're like having this weird exchange. He pulls this note out that this guy wouldn't have given a shit about. And he's but it's like he's like no, you don't leave notes like this in people's car. It was like the most polite note. Like I don't understand why they didn't just make it a make it just at least make it like a hey, you know, you piece of shit. Why'd you leave this car here? I'm glad your parents died. Like something, right, like something, something that, like, the was, note had to be more aggressive to warrant what their reaction to it. Which, by the way, is we're let's lie and wait for this person to come outside. It's like y'all don't have anything to do, so they wait. I think even if she had like yeah. if she had like scratched the side of the car with like with like you know a key or something like which is a lot, but like any of these things mm-hmm. would have at least given me reason to understand why like a confrontation was necessary. This so isn't it. Um... But can you know, you, bored assholes. Can you allow me to perform Lucas Lucas Haas's first line of of the movie? I want nothing more. Okay. <clears throat> this is Lucas Haas's character Chucky um, when he first confronts Della, Kim Basinger's character, for leaving the note on his car. <clears throat> I got a gun. How about I aim it at your pussy first? Yeah, it's wild. And she's unfazed for some reason, even though you that expect to be appalled. She just throws her shoulders. <laughs> that is such a wild opener. I'd be like, what? Literally. Um, it it's a it's a wild way to start the scene, but she's like not deterred. She's like, "What are y'all doing?" It's like we t- you're not gonna pause to be like, "What you just say to me?" Um, she doesn't give a fuck. So so then all of this happens, and in the middle of this like back and forth tussle, Lucas Haas's character Chucky pulls a gun out, which feels like such an like an elevation of like like how did we get here? But yep. he pulls a gun out, and then the security guard shows up. It's also as Jane mentioned, for some reason this parking lot is completely empty, even though like the mall still seems to be quite full of cars it's Mm -hmm. really confusing like where she's parked at in relation to the mall we get that she had to park further away than like would have been desired but she is apparently like in a completely different property because yeah she's in another state like but she's not but not far enough that like the security guard wouldn't have like clocked what was going on because he's there fairly quickly and proceeds to get shot in the head by these dudes they just shoot him in the fucking head as he shows up to sort of try and like de-escalate the situation and get her out and like get her out of here, 
and <laughs> it escalates so quickly. First of all, and the, and this is another example of like the insane fucking dialogue in the script. First of all, I'm sure y'all noticed um, Lucas Haas drops the N word when yes. he is talking so to unnecessary. His friend. Unnecessary, and his friend even says, "Like, hey, don't call me that. You haven't earned it." And it's like, "You can't earn it." By the way, anybody who's any (laughs) any party who's listening, non-black person who's like just picked up a pen and pad to be like, "No, no, 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 no. you cannot earn it. It isn't. You cannot say it in any context or any circumstances. It's never okay. It's never okay. And for some reason, it's that's part of the script, and it is so fucking unnecessary that this white woman wrote." Yeah, that this fucking Scottish white woman wrote. Like, not only do you are you white, but you are not even from this country to like Like in, what's like, your understanding of the ways in which race and like this kind of language functions <laughs> in like America for you to feel like there's an earning process that like a black person would like attempt to like educate a white person who uses the word on? Like, whoa, 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 you're not there yet. <laughs> It's so, it's just, it's very irresponsible at every turn. At every and turn. It just, and, and it's loose and it's unnecessary. It doesn't add yeah. anything. So it's just like a no. weird thing that happens. Absolutely. Um, and so, it, but like, this whole scene is just craziness. And instant, and then Della gets away in her shitty car, which we, which we learn has a little issue starting sometimes, but like she gets it going and she hits the road and she's just like gunning it and they are on her trail because they just murdered a man and mm-hmm. for some reason they're like they're like they're going to catch us so we have to kill her too so that there's no witnesses but it's also like y'all are in the mall at like the mall parking lot i'm sure there's video Look, cameras everywhere so like absolutely and i'm sure i'm sure there are many people who saw you if the mall is as crowded as it is as it and was they two are minutes ago. chasing her down the road open firing at her <laughs> If your goal is to keep everything under rug swept, like this ain't it. Like this is the worst fucking thing. And also, Della. Della then proceeds to drive to like an abandoned like housing development that's under construction. And I'm like, girl, why didn't you drive to the middle of the busiest fucking road you could find? Drive to like, you know, I mean, I'm not. Ugh, this is complicated, but drive to the fucking police. You're being shot at. You know what well, I mean? It's like, getting, yeah, you're getting. You're going more vacant. You're going further. Away you're from going people. further away from like anybody who can drive, help you. Driving into that, just driving into the main mall parking lot. One hundred percent. It's right there. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I would have driven it in there and just ran my ass inside the mall. Like anything. I know. But absolutely d-mix the choices d-mix and she ends up pulling in this development she runs into the back of this truck that has a bunch of lumber in it and she almost gets decapitated um, it like, is so fun i'm like why are you like i understand you're like under a lot of like distress or duress or whatever and you are maybe not driving in the you know the best possible way you know hands at 10 and 2 or whatever but the way that she drives and nearly fucking decapitates her head and smashes her car the only thing available to her to outrun these fucking psychos it's like i i I, you know it's just bad decision after bad decision and i'm not saying that i would be making great decisions in this scenario when i was so panicked and terrified but i mean these are really bad decision (laughs) it's really bad and then she so now she's just like in this like housing like development like attempting to like flee uh this group of roughnecks she's trying to get away from them and like they pull in 
they're really hot on her trail. Um, they pull in and like I would have thought they would have wanted to like put pull that body away or something. I don't know. It's just out in the open. It just it felt like if your goal is to like cover up like the crimes that you have committed, I feel like there are other matters of concern. But nope, not for them. They're like we're gonna track her down and kill her, and then all of this goes away. It's like yeah, let's add more bodies to the mix because that's gonna keep the police off your trail, especially this like this white woman. From this gated right. community, if you exactly. fucking find baby, yeah, you you're literally putting a target on your back. But okay, that's that's who you kill. And also, like that th- when the shooting of like the the shooting of the security guard, it's so violent. I mean, it's... which obviously it's a shooting, but it's like they shoot him in the head, which feels so unnecessary. Um, but it feels like they just wanted like a really good like like gruesome shot. Um, well, that's the thing with all the deaths in these movies, as like yeah. these guys eventually died. They are really gruesome deaths. They're yeah, and for that's... like for like an action thriller about like it, it. It's really odd the way that it's all sort of like set up. It really is. Um, Nothing in this movie makes fucking sense. Not at all. <laughs> and Della's Della's on the loose. And she's Del's on the loose, and I want it like they are. They're they're chasing her around this development and within the woods and stuff like that. And there's just, just like the script during this part of the movie is so funny. And I just want to like when she first runs off and they first arrive at the development and they're trying to find her. Chucky slash Lucas Haas says the line. You're not going to hear a peep at a Little Miss Bo tonight. She's going down execution style. <laughs> like, what? Who fucking wrote this? Who talks like that? You're not going to hear a peep out of Little Miss Bo tonight? Like, I think that the writer... A, a shout out to Susan. I know you fucking wrote it. I don't know if she wrote this particular line, but I think she thought it was like a really clever Oh, you think she like bird? outsourced for this? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how many versions of the script there were, but like, like, I don't feel like a gangstery burn should have anything to do with like little Bo Peep. But no, we don't need. You couldn't tell Susan anything else. It's like she's gonna have to. She's not gonna be sitting that tough anymore after this. No more way for this one. All right, cards are out too. So it's like they they are hunting her down. She's she's like she's kind of it's, it's the process begins of her like sort of like finding these little like nooks and crannies to hide in at this site to like stay away from them until like she ends up in this what I guess is like a crawl space under like what would be like a home. Yeah. And they pull back the lid and they find her in this coffin like you know, area under the house, and they all, like, they spend so much time, whenever they find her, they spend so much time talking about what they're going to do to her. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's like, classic dumb fucking movie villain stuff, where it's like, you want to kill her, now's your opportunity, but instead, you are serving us these insane lines. <laughs> it keeps being like, oh yeah, oh, she's fucking hot too, like, we could do sexual yeah. stuff to her as well. <laughs> she's such a babe. Oh, wonder how we found your name, Della. We figured all about you because we found your purse in the car. Picture doesn't do you justice, Della. And they, like, can't stop saying her fucking name. <laughs> Ooh, Della. You Ooh. look so hot. And I saw this Land's In coupon in your purse. 
Guess you're not going to be needing this cable knit, though. Not where you're going. And it's just... Bed Bath and Beyond, Della. Bed Bath and Beyond the Grave. Bed Bath and Boom Boom. That's going to be the sound of the gun going off after I shoot you. And they keep, like, alter alternating between De Della and Cunt. It's like, that is, like, there's the a most... Lot of, there's a lot of unnecessary, like, cunt, like, the word. There's, there's so, a lot of unnecessary cunt So much cunt movie. in this movie. They, there's one, one of them says, one of the gangsters says at one point, I think I'll find you now, cunt. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, is it, like, someone would say, like, I'm gonna find you, <laughs> but I think I'll find you now, cunt. Like, I don't know who speaks like this. It's just so wild. No, it's a lot of cunt talk. And it doesn't, it, it just doesn't make sense, like, mm -hmm. why it's going on to the degree that it's going on. <laughs> and as all of this is, like, sort of happening, we do get a little, like, bit of, like, a backstory on... Lightly. Uh, <laughs> on Huey and Chucky. Um, their friendship seems like it has gay undertones to it. Um, it does. At, at one point, Huey, Huey, who was the friend, the black friend that was called the N-word earlier for no reason, he's talking <laughs> to Chucky and he's like, you promised me. You promised me that we were going to go away. And it's like, what? What is this storyline? Like, <laughs> they're talking about like they were they were gonna supposed to go away somewhere together, and we could be we could be sipping cold beers, swimming in the Atlantic, just like you promised me. <laughs> and it's, it's like, like, it's like, what? <laughs> are you are you guys like running down to like Mexico in order to like be together? <laughs> yeah, oh, like we can't do it in this country. Let's go to Mexico where they accept it. <laughs> yeah. Um. It is, it's very odd, and it's, like, it's this sort of, like, a side moment between these two, and then, like, Chucky, like, walks over, and he's, like, hey, man, like, he's, like, yeah, no, everything's gonna happen, like, the way we planned it, and it's just, like, I, I, okay, sure, like, I don't know why you're giving us this, we don't know who you are, we've learned nothing about you, we know that yep. you said, you want to shoot, said something about shooting her in the pussy earlier, but, like, <laughs> we don't know much, we know that you killed a man tonight, um, yeah. Yeah, and you're killing like this this woman as well. Like it's very unclear, and I don't feel like any of this has been earned. So it's just confusing storytelling. But it's like they just want us to know that like there's a real friendship here between these two, because totally. Huey's like the only one who seems to be perplexed by what's going on and why it's escalated <laughs> to the degree that it has. Because multiple times in the movie, he's the only sort of voice of reason who's like, what, like what, what are we doing? Like why are maybe we, we here? shouldn't be doing this? Maybe we shouldn't. We murdered someone earlier. Tonight, yeah, right? we we gotta go. And, and he's also, you know, which makes sense that he's the first to die because a he's the black character in this movie, and b the voice of reason. So we're done with him instantly. We've got to get rid of of him. He was the wise one in the group, and by virtue of his skin tone, he had to be killed. Did you to notice the that? I noticed like when he was dying, so he like falls down. It was the death is really weird. So I don't so know what happened. So Della, okay, so Della is under the Della's in this sort of almost like crawl space under this like house that is not developed. It's just like a foundation and then like this under area. And she's in there and they're like initially trying to pull her out of the under area. One of the guys, Tomas in the gang, he like he approaches her and he says something about her like before we kill her, like I want like we should have like some like let's have turns with her or something disgusting. Ugh. And yeah. when he says that, Della Della has this toolbox 
that will come in oh, very God. handy over the course Don't of Don't get me started baby. on this fucking um, toolbox. She takes a wrench and she she like she like sort of well, first of all, he tries to he tries to grope her and he's like, Ooh, I want my I want I want to, you know, basically like let's all like sexually assault her. And she sort of like pushes him away. Like she pushes him and she slaps him across the face. And then he gets like indignant. And it's like, oh like what? Like you're shocked she didn't want to be assaulted? He's just like, What? <laughs> It's like, like, what's happening right now? Why are like, you surprised? How, how dare you defend yourself against me when I'm forcing myself on you and talking about how I'm going to rape you and kill you? Why didn't you acquiesce? So, <laughs> so that happens. And then they try one more time to pull her out of this, like, hole that she's in. And this is when she, she, put, she hits one of them with a wrench. They fall back. And then she takes off in this sort of under area of the home that she's already inside of in a different direction. But when she breaks, Huey reaches down into the hole to try and grab her. So, like, part of his body, like, it's just, like, his arm and, like, the upper part of his, like, chest. But Tomas runs, he's, Tomas attempting to catch her, like, runs across Huey's back, back and he steps on his, on his head and his neck as he's running across <laughs> his back. And then Huey falls into the hole and then, and then... Chucky goes into the hole after, and Chucky's like, Chucky makes a comment like he's just sleeping, and it's like, okay, <laughs> it's like, sure, okay, okay dumbass. <laughs> also, like, the subtitles when when Huey falls down to the little crossface thing, the subtitles say Huey yelps as bones crack. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> what is awful? I hate it. Um. And he's down there, and then he pulls, he, like, he sort of, like, pulls the, he's on his stomach, so he pulls the body over, he flips it over, and it's Huey, and we see this bulging, sort of, like, on his neck, we can see the bulging, which is supposed to be, I guess, his broken neck. But mm. then Lucas Haas, he loses it, because, you know, him and Chucky were supposed to be in the Atlantic Yeah, they're supposed to be love. doing whatever they do to each other in exactly. the Atlantic Ocean. Did you notice you know. that Huey, Huey was wearing a shirt? that said african-american on it <laughs> i didn't know i didn't notice that it was probably just to avoid confusion yeah absolutely who's supposed yeah. to die first um <laughs> so so they're like so 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 it's like that emotional moment there's a it's funny mm. in this movie one thing i wrote down was nobody has the tools to fully realize any of these emotional moments so 100%. anytime a person dies or like a really Kim, who I love, I already told mm -hmm. you I love her. So don't yeah, be and, defended. And that's on the fucking record. Earlier in the movie, the moment that she does, she has this breakdown when her husband like punches the wall. It is, it's so labored. <laughs> and this is, this is I another know. moment where it's, it's almost like she remembered in the moment she was supposed to be breaking down. And then this moment also feels very like much like. I had a joke, by the way, that I didn't put in the top of the episode. <laughs> Tara, you're going to have to cut it. But the joke I was going to make when I talked about them. I don't about produce! Them, what'd you say? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> when they talk about them not putting the gun, they, when I, I had the comment I made about them holding Dell at gunpoint. And, I, my, and then right after that, I was going to say, let's hope none of Basinger's family had anything to do with the props with this one. <laughs> And Dave was like, Ooh. and David was like, I didn't know. I did not say the name. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't say the name because that's not a good joke. It's better. It's better to not say the name. And let everybody put the pieces together. Um, but yeah, I decided not to. Uh, so anyway, so she, so she runs away, and then also like Lucas is like Lucas's character. Chucky's really upset. 
And he's like yelling and screaming at Tomas. He's like, what did you fucking do? You killed him. And then and Tomas is like, she killed him. And it's like, well, she didn't though. <laughs> you, you stepped on his fucking face, man. Like in the back it's of his like head so or whatever. Weird. It's like, way to pivot. He's like, no, 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 this wasn't, this isn't my fault. It's like, no, it's yours, girl. It's your fault. <laughs> um, so he's, so he's dead. So now they're like, they're like, we're really going to get her now. Yeah, it's like still not her fault. Still just a human being doing what human beings do when faced surviving. Yeah, just trying to fight for her life, and it's just like everybody's so angry at her for like not just dying. Um, Well, and she's carrying around. So I want to talk about the fucking toolbox. You have to talk about the toolbox. I have to talk about the toolbox because again, choices that I feel like are fucking wild that Della makes. So it's like. At, at the beginning, when she crashes her car into the development, she's like, I gotta hide, and I need, like, weapons. So she has a toolbox in her car. I guess they say earlier she, like, takes a mechanics class, I think, which I think was supposed to describe why she had the toolbox in her car, which I think is totally fucking unnecessary. Anybody can have we a toolbox in their yeah, car. We don't need that. Yeah, anybody can like, have a toolbox in their car if they want to. Exactly, but I just felt like they were trying to be like, see, see, she was prepared, and I was like, stop it, yeah. We justify why. It's this red toolbox that she carries by the handle, and I just thought, what a fucking waste of like a free hand. Take three or four weapons, put them in your pants pocket your trench coat pocket like wherever and have your hands free because you were gonna need it and the whole fucking movie she's like climbing around in the woods while holding on to this big heavy toolbox and i was like that is so impractical and so unnecessary just like hide the tools on your person the thing that I thought was, because there's a lot of the movie where she's just running through the woods, like, one step ahead of them. Like, she can sort mm-hmm. of see them at times and they can't see her. But she's, like, sort of trying to move through as stealthily as she can. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was, I don't understand how this toolbox isn't making any noise and there's no jingle jangle. Because I feel like all yes! the fucking tools in that toolbox would have been we'll be constantly just around. clanging and clanging clang. And there's not, a, <laughs> there's not a noise to be made. This is the most quiet. You and I, by the world. way, you and I, by the way, just made up seven different words in ten seconds for what, like a clanging sound. And, every, and everybody knows what it is now. <laughs> They're all like, "Yep, you're right. It's a cling a clang clang." It feels it feels like a Missy Elliott lyric for some reason. <laughs> I um, know. <laughs> cling a clang clang clang. I see you at the club all the time. Huh? Got a cling clang cling a clang clang clang. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> don't steal that, guys. Um, so <laughs> yeah, she, copyright, copyright. <laughs> she takes off hiding. She takes off hiding from, you know, from the gang. And they're on her tail now because she killed him. And she, like, at, we also get, we get a couple of weird moments. This is where a lot of weird <laughs> this, stuff was, happens. My okay, favorite. Jean, my favorite moment is like so they sort of split it a split up at one point and um chucky like comes upon vin like one of the guys in the gang like blasting really loud music from a boom box which apparently he must have gone all the way back to the car to get or maybe he randomly found it on the site i don't know it just pops up this huge very loud boombox with a huge Huge construction light and 
um, Huey's dead body and like a bottle of Corona and he's like dancing and like pouring one out for Huey and like going through it seemingly really really shit faced I guess I don't know like it's unclear and he then like Chucky's like what are you doing and like quite rightly because this isn't like gonna help them accomplish their mission and it's very weird and he seems so shit-faced and then 10 seconds later he seems entirely sober it's the weirdest moment she's watching from like above hiding in the forest it seems that they must somebody must have like they they mean that means that they must have somehow hoisted huey's dead body out of this this cavern um brought him to this new site turned on some sort of like construction like site light and by they only vin because he's the only one there are gone the other two tomas and and, um chucky took off in in search of della so he had to hoist his body up got it to this site it's sitting (laughs) up um he's sitting upright huey and the head obviously is tilted to the side and um he's just there (laughs) corpsing and we've got this like construction light which is so tall it's like this is a really tall construction this is like probably like a 15 foot like construction light it's huge and and massive and it's blaring and we've got some sort of like metallica light playing in the background (laughs) and then he's just sort of thrashing with this bottle in his hand like stumbling around drunk and it's just weird because it's like this is the opposite of what we need to be happening if we're going to actually catch her where did the fear come from anyways like again you guys are so far from your car so like he apparently went back for provisions so he's drunk (laughs) and Della's hiding in the woods with the toolbox watching everything play out and like mapping out that next move because she's one step ahead of the boys and she's running at one point she's running through the woods and she trips and falls and when she trips and falls, she she like scrapes her arm. Her like yes. she's this trench coat and t shirt and jeans. So she scrapes she scrapes her arm, and we see that she's bleeding a little bit, but also just a little bit. And then she leaves, and then they are like on her trail, and they walk up to this area that she was just in, and the area where she fell, they squat down, and it's dark also, so keep that in mind. And they <laughs> the see middle this, of the fucking night, in the middle of the night, and they see all this blood on the ground, but it's like way more blood than was than like Della produced because 100% she, you never she like see a scratch on her yeah. arm and there is like a gallon of blood like all over the ground and then Chucky takes his finger and touches it and then he smells it and he goes like it's her blood and it's like first of all <laughs> first of all you have no way of knowing this is the blood of a wolf you don't Absolutely. know where this blood came from <laughs> You don't, you have no idea. You're in the middle of the woods. There's animals. I'm sure there's, you know, I don't know much about, you know, the circle of life or the hierarchy in terms of. No, you don't. Woodland creatures. But I'm sure there's some, you know, predator price situation going on. Oh my God. That could be anybody's blood. That could be a rabbit's blood. Jane, did you, did I send you that video of that worm that can make itself look like a snake? Yes, that's that fucking so crazy. crazy. It wasn't a worm. It was a uh, uh, caterpillar, I think. Oh, you're right. It was a caterpillar, but yeah, it can yeah. make its head look like the head of like a... Of like a viper. Snake. Yeah. It's really crazy. It's that so was cool. crazy. Evolution is so wild. I mean, nature's crazy, baby. <laughs> Do you think evolution's crazy, Jane? I think that's probably... St- that's steeped in reality. Yeah. Do you believe in evolution? I 100%. 
I believe in the quote theory of evolution. Do you, do you believe in, in it? I do. Absolutely. I believe in it. Good. Good. I'm famously a man of science. And I, <laughs> absolutely. And, and why'd you and, laugh? Because <laughs> you're a science head around here. You know all that kind of stuff. And I, I'd love to hear your thoughts about, um, you know, them being able to know whether that's a human blood or animal blood. Do you have, do you know how that's detected just by smell? It always comes down, it comes down to smell. It also comes down to viscosity. Okay. It's going to be a really big, you know, and if you taste it, it's, it comes down to umami sometimes. Mm. If, like, a human blood mm. is not going to have as rich or as deep mm. a flavor as, like, a rum, like a ruminating animal. Like, that, like that blood uh, is going to be, like, okay. stewed. It's going to be stewed. And, and so you've drank human blood before? Look, look, we no, no, no. all just, lived. Just a we direct question. Just a direct question with a direct answer. There's no way to give one because it's complicated. Oh. <laughs> I can't imagine how that could be a more complicated answer than yes or no. Can you imagine being on a date with somebody and like this coming up <laughs> and then being like, oh, it's complicated. I don't want to get into it. And it's like, I no. would be, I'd be leaving that date because I'd be like, oh, cool. I'm on a date with Dahmer or, you know. What if you were in love? What if you were in love and you've been together a couple years and then you found out that your partner really liked human blood? I would, I would want to investigate that. Sure. Would you like sexually? No, I would want to know like in what way do you consume human blood? Is it okay for you? Is like w what's the what's the vibe here? What I just a... I would I would have so many questions. What a nag! <laughs> what would you do, B? If somebody turned, if somebody was like, I'm in human blood, and then they were like, it's like you're my own personal brand of heroin. <laughs> then I'd be like. My right. Edward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jane, Jane, famously Team Edward. Famously. Actually, um, I think I'm famously Team Jacob. I don't know. I oh! Between, I feel like I switch between the two of them. I don't know why we say Team anyway, because Jacob never had a shot. So I don't know Jacob. why we pretend. Like, we pretend like there was ever, like, a thing, and there never was. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, he thought he did, so. I mean, hey, we've all been there before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been there many a time, plenty you sure a time. Have. I've watched and, it. And, and you have too, to, you desperate bitch. You go there. So I would love to go back to the woods where Tomas, Vin, um, Chucky are hunting down Della. Hunting. And hunting like prey, like predator versus prey. Yeah. And they they say they found her blood. They also say <laughs> that it's they can smell her perfume. And I think Oh god, that's that's such a weird I, scene. I can't remember if it's Tomas or Vin, Vin who says Vin. it. Is it Vin? He goes, It's Bulgari. My dad's bitch bathes in it. And it's like No, it may be it, it's no, I think it's maybe it may be Chucky who says it. Is it I can't remember who says it. What but Vin he, says is Vin goes uh, number five. That that Chanel that, shit. That that that's like you. It's like you know what it's called. <laughs> Absolutely. If you know number five, you know it's Chanel because the marketing of Chanel number five that is a household name and product. It reeks of like when you're like in school and you like are like a little gay 
and you like try and pretend like you don't know something that you clearly do know because you like 100 anyone to like know like someone's like trying to be casual about like this week's storyline on queer as folk when you're like (laughs) exactly somebody's like oh yeah like that that hot bitch on that show uh you know the one on meryl's place you're like oh i don't know uh courtney thorn smith whatever (laughs) i think it's something like thorn smith or maybe (laughs) oh hot hot bitch on cbs you you talking about that bitch of that bitch roma downey <laughs> you, you you probably talking about that slut Jane Seymour, right? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, that hoe who fucking owns her work life. Uh, Allie McBeal. I want to say Callista, Callista Flockhart. Something's feeling. It's feeling that like Flockhart. Slut? It's feeling like it's feeling like Flockhart really hard. Oh, you talking about Lucy Liu? Yeah, she's that new character. She came in. She came in season two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I heard. I heard. I don't know. I heard. I don't know. My my mom loves that shit. <laughs> yeah, my mom. My mom's always watching it. My mom and bitches that she knows, they're always watching it. That plot line in season three is fucking wild, though. Uh, if I heard from mom and her friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, also yeah, fucking yeah, hot. Yeah, That's yeah. the only reason I'm even around them is because they're all babies. <laughs> You're like, like those are women you know. in your in their fifties, and it's, you're like you're like thirteen. <laughs> like, oh, it's just a group of like sensible, like mature women. It's just like it's crazy they, to be. We around sit around. Them. We talk about real shit. We have y'all had tea. Tea is amazing. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. I mean, have you have you ever been to Elaine Bryant before? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That underwire's a bitch in those bras, man. I saw my mom's in her in her hose. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's gonna need a lot of really sensible like coverage and stuff. Yeah, she for sure. she she got a new job. She's looking for some you know reasonably priced work suits. So like, yeah, yeah, I went, I went, I went. You know those models in the fucking picture are hot. So of course I'm gonna go into I the dressing love- room. I love it, man. Those, those, those <laughs> chicks on the post on the posters. You see the decolletage? <laughs> Just like, get out of here. Get out of here. It's like me when I was in when I was in junior high school, and I that went through a period I was really in sync, and I would put like rap mix on the front of the CD because I didn't want people to know what I was listening to. And yeah, like, it's gotta be me. Literally, me listening to like fucking like no strings attached, like. <laughs> Listening to fucking digital, digital get down. <laughs> Dr. Dre. Terrified somebody can hear it through the headphones. It's just like, you little homosexual, you. Um, oh, dear. God. And they're all just like, we we already knew you were gay. Um, and they did. Uh, but yeah, so very much that vibe is they're pretending like they don't know the names of these perfumes that they probably bathe in. One hundred percent, and it's like my first thought was like, okay, she must be wearing an insane amount of for perfume. It to, well, we, a lot has happened at this point for uh, yeah. that for the remnants of that perfume to be left behind. Like, I on mean, like, I mean, in this area that she merely fell in, right? It is. She's got to have like unbelievable, like a church lady, uh, like an older church lady amount of perfume on, who's like all their clothes smell like that because they've been wearing it for six for so years. long. And you walk in their house, and whenever you hug them, you can smell it. Oh god! And then you start to smell like it. Ooh. Absolutely, and it's Very... like a little, a little nauseating. <laughs> I also remember the one time when I was a kid, I went to give my mom a, uh, 
uh, I think it was a Christmas present. And I took, my grandmother had like one of those bottles of perfume that was almost completely gone. And I was like, can I have it? And she was like, okay. And I filled it up with water and I like gave it to my mom. And I was like, why don't anybody, why don't other people do this? It's a genius. <laughs> and my mom was like, what is, what is this? And I really thought, I, I really was like, oh my God, why did we thought of this? <laughs> and I'd always be like, you want to put it on? <laughs> She's like, I don't need to spray myself with water because I already showered. But thanks, honey. <laughs> also, it was like a really expensive bottle of perfume. So it's like, how do you like how do you make this happen? Right, you don't have exactly. Money. And like, oh, she put those pieces together real quick. Like, no, nah, I'm good on this. I'm good on this. This like scented water. Um, but yeah, so they're so they're chasing her down, and her next encounter is with Tomas, right? Well. Yeah, but can we? I just have one more thing about another another script thing, another like dialogue thing. The script's solid. There's plenty of it's, absolutely. <laughs> so they're chasing her down. Vin, like his leg, like slips and he like falls into the stream, and like as his shoe gets ripped. First of all, he goes, "Fuck, that was raw," which I was like, "The fuck does that mean?" I've never like. In myself and been like, oh, that was raw. <laughs> like, but now you will. But now I'm going to do all the fucking time. And then Chucky's follow-up to that was so funny. He goes, who gives a shit, man? Nobody cares if we live or die. <laughs> and I was like, what? What does that have to do with this like minor inconvenience of like wet socks? <laughs> <laughs> nothing and also like these are like these are like grown men like it should be noted that like these are grown men these are not these are not like children like these are men in their like, late 20s like yeah like it's this isn't a this isn't a group of like local like bad boys from the high school like no. grown men just walking around chasing this woman in the woods so all of this happens and then tomas like it, Tomas is the one who ends up like oh, catching wind of her and chasing her down, and we all know Della's got that toolbox and uh, mm -hmm. she <laughs> jugs she procures, him in the face. She finds a, a foldable tire iron that she pulls out. Wow! Did Dave tell you what that was? No, I already knew what it was. He didn't have to tell me. I own. <laughs> Dave, a, I own. Tell me right I now. I own Dave a car garage. So I take care of cars. Oh, you're right. I forgot. You're our local. You're our. You're our. Our resident gearhead. That's exactly. Right. Dave, do yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Dave, I. Dave says he knew, but I feel like that's not true. How dare you? How dare you? Because <laughs> um, I like wrote down my notes. I was like, you know, the thingy, <laughs> the thingy with the. With I the actually, for real, for real, I actually did know it was a tire iron. I really did. did. You really? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm impressed. I well, I've seen a tire way. iron before. Have I've you ever seen, seen a tire iron. I've seen it before, but I have no idea. I, I wouldn't know what it was called. Like, I recognize the tool, but I just did oh. not know what it was called. Yeah, I knew what it was called. I'm a gearhead. Um, <laughs> so he pulls out. So she takes the tire iron and she starts, like, hitting him in the face with it. And he just keeps getting back up. So he keeps getting more. Also, the thing about Della is that, like, as she's, like, killing people, it's like, 
it's so savage but like the whole time she's got this like grimace on her face like 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 you just ran into your kitchen and you saw like a roach on the ground and she's right. like ugh, ugh. but she's doing the thing so she's bludgeoning him over the head and then the last hit she she hits him in the face the tire iron goes through like his nose like his nasal cavity oh, yeah, and like is embedded so in his brain and then he like falls back on a rock and then she's like fully and she like runs away <laughs> And then they're left to discover the body. And when they discover the body, it's because they're, you know, they're they're looking for their boy. When they discover the body, like, Vin, like, lets out this, like, scream that just is so odd. It's just like, what is are you doing? Amazing. It's, it's a it's, lot. It's a weird noise that I don't even know how to replicate, but I definitely clocked it. I was like, what was this, that? That was a weird... Also, is this the moment... I think this is the moment that Chucky's like... She's hunting us now. Okay, so this is, I wrote this down. So this is, <clears throat> this is, there's a couple of of um, lines that I want to go over from this part of the movie. <clears throat> they discover Tomas, or actually I think this is even before they discover Tomas. Vin says, Tomas is gone, Chucky. I can feel it. And it's like, okay, why? But whatever. And then he goes, continues on to say, ain't no gun can kill a spirit gone bad. She's gone bad. And he says she's gone bad over and over again. And I think, oh my God, like, what the fuck are you talking about? You were the ones literally hunting her. She's just trying to fucking survive. And yeah, she jugged a tire iron through your friend's nose. But she had to do what she had to do. She had no choice. She had no choice. Literally, she had. It was her or him. He's actively chasing her down. So like. Exactly. Yeah, she does what she has to do. And then at another point, when they after they just <laughs> discovered Tomas, and then they're looking for her again, Finn goes, "I ain't feeling so good, Chucky. I think I got hypothermia." <laughs> it's like based on what it is clearly it's christmas eve it is clearly not cold enough to snow you guys are wearing light jackets you are constantly running around there's no possible way you could be anywhere close to hypothermia the coldest it could be is like somewhere in the high end of the 30s it also there's also this moment earlier in the movie that we don't get the full like breakdown of but mm -hmm. there's a moment when there's a moment in the movie where they're chasing after i think this is when they're looking for tomas mm -hmm. and vin looks up and sees like a shadow and he's like oh, yeah. it's <laughs> like he sees this losing I, it. I don't know what this moment is though i don't know what it is that he it's like it's clearly mm -hmm. the shadow of a person in a hoodie like mm -hmm. on a tree and then vin goes huey and then the shadow's gone and like chucky looks up and he's like there's nothing there man and then they just move on and we never discuss it again 100 percent, he thinks he's seeing huey in the woods and we never figure out who that is it's the weirdest like breadcrumb i don't understand like that doesn't fulfill anything exactly so, so this is all yeah so all of this you know this is all this is all occurring and at this point it also seems like chucky knows it's like he knows that she's clearly violent and like that they're outmatched 
but mm-hmm. like he keeps going they keep going for it and they keep going after her and yep. also after this moment we then get a moment where she's like so then Vin, of course next on the list yeah like Della's hiding she's hiding on the edge of like it's almost like it's like the edge of a cliff not a cliff but like like a drop off of some it's kind? like a drop off kind of okay she's hiding up there like like in in Vin is beneath her and so oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she grabs a screwdriver and then yeah. she literally, and this is like the housewife who like the whole movie has been really skittish, but what also like, she appears to be getting superpowers as the movie moves on as she takes Apparently. his lives. So she, <laughs> she leaps in slow-mo from, from this like overhang onto Vin. And when she lands on him, she takes instantly, she takes that screwdriver and she wedges it into his neck. So yeah, he starts it's... screaming as she's stabbing him. And the whole time she's stabbing him, she's like, yeah. And it's like, you're doing this now, girl. This is you. Um, like, and, and, and I'm rooting for you, but it seems like there's a part of you that's enjoying this more than like, oh, absolutely. I think you thought you would. <laughs> absolutely. And so she kills him. And he's the last one other than Chucky. Yeah. And then so she's. Down to her, her and Chucky. Her and Chucky. And then she's hiding in the woods. She's hiding behind this big log. She's sort of like obscured. And then Chucky has a kind of a gritty, a gritty little monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to read a little bit of it. This I would is, love, I would love for you to read it. Yeah, please. please this is the monologue. Time. The way that the camera is set up, it's <clears> the, it's like the camera's on Della, but like right above her in her hiding place, Chucky's standing. And it's a monologue of nonsense. Um <laughs> pure nonsense like the rest of the script he says he says to the, he's basically trying to appeal to like the inner the inner bad girl in Della that's been unlocked tonight and entice her to like come out of hiding and he says face it Della you ain't no suburban housewife <laughs> so you bought into the big lie <laughs> whatever the fuck that means <laughs> even tried to live it who could blame you husband Kids, security, every woman's dream, but not yours, Della. You know there ain't no such thing as security. And so, and then it goes on from here, and it gets worse. Oh, it's so bad. Um, It's like he's making so many assumptions about her, and he knows zero things about her in her life. Also, the line, so you bought into the big lie, and then Dave was like, what does that mean? And I was like, nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's just words. Nonsense. It's just words in a script that a Scottish woman wrote. Um... And then he's sitting behind, he's just like, she's just sitting behind this chair and then his hand comes down because he locates her and his hand touches her head and then she's, they begin this sort of tete-a-tete where like, they end up making out and it's like, and you're like, oh my god, are these two gonna like, are they gonna have sex? Like, what's going on? What's the, what's Della's transformation? Like, what's all this? And yeah, I mean, it's a sexy moment, right Jane? It is disgusting. And like Tara like left the room for a little while and then came back in and they were kissing and she goes, I don't know what the fuck I missed. And I go, I don't know what the fuck I missed either. (laughs) Because this was literally out of left fucking field. Like, why? Why is this a moment? Why do we need this? It's so weird. And like Della's trying to sort of like disarm him. So that she can survive. And then, like, at a certain point, she gets him on his back. And she's straddling him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, fuck. 
And then she pulls a flare out of her pocket and she lights the flare. And when he's distracted, she shoots him in the heart and kills him. And um, she heads back. She oh, so, Okay, so then Della walks through this whole thing. There's just all these dead bodies. Della yeah. walks back to her car. She pulls her car, which is still impelled, by the way, by that piece of lumber. She pulls it out of the, out the tree, out of the front of the car. She pulls, she reverses the car. And she's driving. Let me tell you, the car turns on after two revolutions of the key which again made me think okay you had time before they pulled into this um development at the start of the movie to try and get your car to turn back on and it clearly wasn't that much of a struggle why the fuck did you do all of this why why this game um but she tries to turn the car on she successfully does and then she pulls out of this um, development. She's driving down like the, the road. She dr- she's passing the mall at this point, And we see that they're loading the body of the security guard into an ambulance. So there are people there. And as Day, Day said, oh, like she should pull into the parking lot and like tell yes! what happened. But instead, she merely <laughs> gestures with her hand. She gestures like with her hand longingly at the parking lot, almost like the like goodbye. Like that's the former me. <laughs> Like, oh, I guess I can't turn here. Yeah, she's like, no, no, no. (laughs) Baby D's got to go home. Yeah, I got my wrapping paper. She just, yeah, so she's got her wrapping paper. She heads home. She pulls up in front of the development. Yeah, it's true. What did Dave say? He said she, she, yeah, she almost waved like a queen. She did. Yeah. She was just passing and there's like this longing like wave. Like, oh, that's the old me. The old me would have gone back and reported the crime and like, and, and, and reported like... on the murder that took place tonight. Um, but no, it's Christmas, it's Christmas, Christmas morning by this point, probably. Yeah. And she sure. pulls into the front of her uh, development, her, her gated community. The car stalls. And Della is just, she's a new woman. She's like, fuck it. She puts the car in park. She grabs her mm. wrapping paper. She uses her little key fob to open the gate to the, the community. And she, by foot, she hoofs it home. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she walks in the... And she whistles while she works. She whistles, whistles while she works. She, does, she doesn't. She doesn't even shut the car door. You're right, Dave. She, mm-hmm. she walks into the house. The husband's sitting up, still getting drunk off that brown stuff. And... You know, he, he starts in on her. He starts in with the questions and everything. And he's like, you get something from me? And she's like, fuck no. And then she walks over to him. And she, for some reason, pulls out... She pulls out a gun. And it's a POV <laughs> shot of her putting the gun up to his head. And then the credits and roll. So the movie ends. You don't see sure. she actually... I'm sure she shoots him. But I guess Della had... I, I, she had some unfinished business at home. <laughs> Clearly. And so she let him get that. And so that's uh, mm-hmm. that's why she was out. And that's Merry Fucking Christmas from Della. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. Um, so, Jane, I have two questions for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first is, would you watch this movie again? Absolutely, 100%. I would watch it again tomorrow. Yes, 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 yes. It's Sweet so good. Here. It's so good. <laughs> and then the second question is, we are rounding out the holiday season. If memory serves me correctly, we've got mm-hmm. one more movie that all we of do. you lovely listeners are going to get to partake in to take us into this last leg of the holiday season. Um, Jane, you're rounding us mm-hmm. out with your third. We ended up with five holiday movies this year. We happy, did. happy, happy. Jane, what's going to be our final christmas movie or holiday movie for this year 
Okay, well, so glad you asked. Um, this is actually the first movie that I wanted to do. Oh. And it wasn't available when we started doing our holiday picks, but I checked again and it has since become available because now we're moving into the holiday season. Obviously we record these ahead of time. So there were, um, <clears throat> there were things that became available that weren't available when we started. So we are going to be doing one of my favorite holiday classics called Holiday in Handcuffs. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And I cannot wait for you to see it. Do you, do you, does it ring any bells for you? Vaguely, but not really. Perfect. No, it feels like, it feels like I've seen the title somewhere before, but. Well, we're working with the same year as while she was out or well, oh. yeah, while she was out. So it's a 2007 joint and um, it's a cast for the ages and I can't wait for you to see it. I am excited. To watch mm -hmm. it, I always, you know, I'm always excited to see what Janie cooks up. And, um, yeah, Great. I'm excited to see it. So, looks like we got ourselves a plan for our final Christmas Final movie. Christmas movie. We thank you guys for um, getting all the way to the end of While She Was Out. We hope you enjoyed it. I know Brandon and I enjoyed it immensely. Um, Too much. <laughs> a little too um, much gonna have to unpack this one uh, afterwards um but we love you we appreciate you, you. Appreciate if you, you. want to follow us on these social medias you can find us on facebook and instagram at movies we missed and once again we are not on twitter fuck elon musk we love you guys and we will see you next week for holiday in handcuffs love you bye 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 We, we do the best we can.